Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, May 1st, 2023. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Monday, guys. Happy Monday. Monday, fun day. Monday, fun day, and no lack of crime day. Well, we right. we had some uh, some bad news going into the the weekend last weekend, and I spent a, a good deal of time over the weekend in mourning, and I'm sure this news has reached everybody by now, but I think only fitting that we should have a moment of silence in honor of the dearly departed Jerry Springer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Would only be right. Right. <laughs> so... On the count of three, three, two, one. That's enough. That's, That's enough. Okay. Plenty for Jerry. <laughs> hey, he, he, I'm, came out, he came out in my early 20s and credit him to for shaping my. For making you the man you are today. For shaping yeah, your and, investigative and, techniques. You used a lot yeah, of the, and, the same methods. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it came to dealing with trailer parks and 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 stuff like that, and <laughs> domestic violence situations. Are are paternity tests helpful in the uh, investigation of murders? Yeah. Would sometimes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sometimes they are. Sometimes they right. are. Well, I the ball headed the ball headed security guy is really good. Steve, he got it. That Steve's was Steve got, got Steve's it. got his own show. Yeah, he I does. Now. Steve got a spinoff there from it. Yeah, yeah. so. Pretty amazing wow. that the bouncer from the Jerry Springer show would would end up yeah. getting his own show. Well, speaking of great detective work, Woody, yeah. Jim, I want to tell you about the kind of detective work that's being done down in Polk County, Florida. All right. Little silence for suspense. <laughs> I need a suspense button. That's a lot. It's way too much silence for suspense. Woman is in hot water after she popped a squat, literally, in a Florida resident's yard. Quote, we have trespassing, not traditional trespassing. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd said in a video (laughs) message. Love that guy. It involves a lady that's gone into a neighborhood on Lake Winterset. She's gone into the side yard in the hedge area, and she's popped a squat and showed us her shiny rear end. Unquote. (laughs) Sounds like crime in uh, the Winter Haven, Lake Winterset area is is at a low and and uh, but 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 anyway, the uh, the sheriff is on the case. Authorities are now looking for the woman who trespassed to relieve herself. The woman was spotted on surveillance video walking into a yard, briefly looking around, quickly finding a hedge, squatting, and then leaving the property. Quote, we can call her the spring break squatter because last week during the height of spring break, she walked into the private property in a gated community on Lake Winterset and squatted in the yard. 
That's from Heartland Crime Stoppers. Polk County Sheriff's Office and Heartland Crime Stoppers stress that squatters are an ongoing problem in Lake Winterset. Quote, what if somebody stopped their car or their boat and walked up into your yard and started doing the number one thing or the number two thing in your hedges? Sheriff Judd, Sheriff Judd asked. Anyone who recognizes the woman, or in this case, the woman's rump, is asked to call the sheriff's office at 863-298-6200. So listeners in the Winter Park area, if you've seen this woman's ass, please call 863-298-6200. You can also remain anonymous in case you're uh, worried about uh, about making that call and also be eligible for a cash reward by contacting Heartland Crime Stoppers. They said, look at this video, help us identify this lady, Call Crime Stoppers, you'll get the money, and we'll put her shiny rear end in the county jail where it belongs, Sheriff Judd said. You got to love Sheriff Judd. I I actually have a picture of Sheriff Judd that uh, I was inspired after uh, reading about his brand of of law enforcement to to do a little background work on the good sheriff and uh, the – uh, the Real Life Real Crime Daily I team has built a little bit of a profile on the sheriff. He he has taught as an adjunct professor at both the University of South Florida and Florida Southern College. He is a Polk County School Board Hall of Fame inductee, a past president of Polk State College's prestigious Distinguished Alumni Award. He won the 2008 Boy Scouts of America Distinguished Citizen Award. He won the Protect Our Children Award from Juni in 2013, uh, Collio's Leaders in Online Child Protection Award, as well as the 2013 Church Women United Human Rights Award. Grady Judd, you are a great American, and you are going to find this squatter and rid us of her. And let me tell you, uh, Sheriff Judd, if you go to YouTube and you just Google uh, or YouTube Grady Judd, he, he's all over YouTube. He he holds well, press conferences for everything. Awesome, let me, let awesome guy. You, he must be a great sheriff if the important crime that they have put on Crime Stoppers might take all he can yard, right? Uh, that's just the most important crime they have and that means he's regulating harsh on anything more serious. And hey, they probably need him for a uh, Mardi Gras time because the, you know, people are popping <laughs> a squat everywhere right. in Mardi Gras. No doubt about it. Shout out Grady Judd. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, sir. Now, moving on to our next story. A father in Arkansas is facing charges after police say he pierced his son's ear without a license. (laughs) That's right. Who knew? Video of the arrest actually went viral on TikTok. And y'all look for it. We're going to post that TikTok on Real Life Real Crime Daily's Facebook. But in response to the video... The police department says they started an investigation when they were contacted by the school resource officer. Police said the resource officer told them a teacher was concerned about a student in class who said his dad was drunk, put him in a chokehold, and shoved the piercing in his ear. Officers said they questioned the dad about the alleged incident, and he admitted to piercing his son's ear. However, police said he refused to answer further questions 
and officers left the residence. They returned later to arrest Sherland, who was the dad. The TikTok video of the arrest shows four police officers entering the home and handcuffing him. When he demands to know what the charges are, he throws his head back in laughter, shouting, Body art without a license! Body art without a license! (laughs) A woman in the video questions why piercing a son's ear without a license takes three cops, four cops. A boy's voice can also be heard in the video saying, I wanted my ears pierced. (laughs) Tony town police cited state law, which says a person shall not perform body art on a person under 16 years of age, regardless of parental consent. And it is unlawful to perform body art in any unlicensed facility. Violation of this law is a Class D felony, police said, and Sherland is also facing additional charges, including third-degree endangering the welfare of a minor, refusal to submit to arrest, and obstructing government operations. He was released on bond, and his arraignment was set for May 22nd. Another jurisdiction that needs to get more serious crime. I mean, really? That's right. uh, 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 hey, when I was a teenager and I asked my dad, can I get my ears pierced or one ear <laughs> pierced? Hey, and my dad says, you pierce your ear and I'm going to pierce your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I did it anyway. I had one of my friends do it. So well, you I, figured uh, you already I, had I a hole in your butt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I don't know what he meant by that, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I did it anyway. Well, the, the TikTok. Who took the TikTok video? Exactly. One of the exactly. one of the family members. You know, they always pull out a camera now during an arrest, right? right. I mean, that is beyond. Well, and, another reason I'm thankful of that, and I know y'all are also that they didn't have social media when we were kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah don't even talk about. It. I start shaking oh, at the, just the thought of that. Uh, but anyway, all right, well, great, another great story, and I'm going to bring you another one. So in Ohio, uh, an Ohio woman ordered her dog to attack a group of small children. An Ohio woman was sentenced this month to two years in prison after ordering her dog to attack a group of small children, leaving a six-year-old girl seriously injured, Cassie Theroff. 38, was handed down the sentence on April 19th after pleading guilty to child endangerment as part of an agreement with prosecutors in connection with the 2022 attack. Theroff was in the backyard of a duplex in Lebanon using drugs with another person when the six-year-old victim's mom, who lives on the other side of the home, began to record her. Here we go with social media again. Um, according to the plain dealer, which is the Cleveland paper. This led to an argument between the two women, and during the argument, the mother went inside to call the police. They're off, then sent her pit bull slash boxer mix to mm. attack the six-year-old girl, her sister, and a young neighbor, all of whom were playing outside in the front yard. The six-year-old girl suffered bite marks on her head, in body and required multiple surgeries. The victim's father confronted their off in court saying she called two dogs to attack four little girls who were out front. 
my six-year-old mauled by two of them while she stood there on her front porch watching. Darrell can be heard addressing the girl's mother in a video obtained by police. Your kids shouldn't have F with me and my dog, she says in the video. Despite her guilty plea, Darrell says she didn't do what she's accused of. I would never use my dog in a malicious or threatening type of way towards anybody, Darrell told the judge. This all occurred because I didn't shut my front door. Darrell's dogs will be taken away and euthanized since they are considered contraband in the case. Well, you know what? The, and my idea of justice, again, is somebody, they should find two mean dogs and tie a pork chop around Darrell's neck and let them have at it. You know, who the hell orders an attack on kids with their, with their dogs? This, yeah. this crazy way awful yeah i mean yeah i, I evidently and then i'm sure she's gonna get some inmate justice uh speaking of speaking of justice i think this next right. story is going to shock you guys and i think it's going to shock everybody everybody out there back in 2015 the most dangerous country on planet earth a country where you stood as a citizen at the highest possible rate of uh, being murdered in a year was El Salvador. Hmm. 103 homicides per 100,000 people back in 2015 in El Salvador. That's like four times what the most dangerous cities in the United States have as a homicide rate. So we're talking about a country that was back in 2015 the most dangerous place on planet Earth. Wow. Some interesting things have happened since 2015. El Salvador's murder rate has de decreased dramatically every year since 2015. And what was 103 murders per 100,000 people in 2015 is, at the end of the year 2022, seven. Point eight murders per hundred thousand wow. inhabitants. Right, so did you get some of that? Yeah, which is virtually in line. It's slightly higher than the uh, than the U.S. Uh, average, uh, slightly below the the Russian average, but puts a country that was the most dangerous place on Earth into the lower quarter of uh, uh, of dangerous countries. So here's here's how it happened, though. The decreases in El Salvador's murder rate began when President Nayib Bukele asked the Congress to approve a temporary state of emergency after surges in violence back in 15. The controversial decision suspended certain constitutional rights in order to combat the notorious Barrio 18 and MS-13 gangs. The controversial measure, which has been uh, extended numerous times, so there's still on a temporary emergency order remains in effect. It, uh, uh, it has led to over 60,000 arrests of alleged gang affiliates. So much like the murder rates in these big cities in the United States that are uh, many of them uh, being performed within the gang communities, this country had a major homicide problem and that was being driven by the gangs the government decided to take these extreme steps to get 60,000 people 
off of the streets and make the country safer. So the reduction in homicides is a direct result of the state of exception because the number of criminals on the street is no longer uh, near what it was and those people aren't out there harming the population. That's according to the defense minister, Francis Marino. Polls continue to show the majority of people in the country approve of the crackdown, which has set up a military presence in neighborhoods considered at high risk of gang violence. So much like has been talked about in this country with regard to guards at schools and uh, other high crime areas, that's exactly what these guys did. Murders in, in El Salvador tumbled another 57 percent in 22, ending extending a sharp drop in killings uh, in a nation that for years had one of the world's worst murder rates. El Salvador's rate in 2022, as I said, at 7.8 was uh, in line with the rates of uh, the U.S. and Russia. The most dangerous countries in the world right now, believe it or not, are Jamaica at 45 murders per 100,000, Honduras at 36, and South Africa, the Republic of South Africa at 33, which most most people wouldn't think, I don't think, um, would be that high. So the, the state, of, state of emergency has not come without some criticism. Rights groups have raised questions about alleged abuses during the state of emergency, including uh, arrests of innocent people and cover-ups of death and of detainees in state custody. So there have been uh, and in reading further about this, there, there's been a single-digit uh, percentage of uh, people that were arrested that were actually not uh, gang-affiliated. Those uh, those arrests are, uh, in most cases, uh, determined, and then uh, those people are uh, are released. But it's it's not without controversy, obviously. But you know, when you look at what's happened here in the last few years, where we've released. Uh, uh, state of California has released 13,000 uh, prisoners from from jail. This country put 60,000 new ones in, and uh, its violent crime rates tumbled dramatically. I think there's something there. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we should glean something from it, but unfortunately, somebody's always going to complain, right? Surprisingly, Jamaica surprised me that they're so high on that list. They're gangs. huge, huge in gangs, yeah. The uh, Jamaican gangs, and then, of course, you know, they are the world leader in the prank call, not prank calls, but the, the scam calls and all that stuff, yeah. too. But, uh, uh, you know, most people think of Jamaica, they think of the, like Sandals Resort and all that, but it actually, it's a pretty, pretty tough place. Wow. Yeah. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life, Real Crime, and The Daily Show. And that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. 
Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au revoir. All right, guys. We've never had an intervention on the show, but we're going to have one right now. And this applies to both of you guys, but perhaps a bit more to Mr. Overton. Mm, must be alcohol. Well, you know, neither of you guys are 25 anymore, and sometimes you need to take a break away from the alcohol. Oh, boy. So I want to talk to you about a healthy alternative to alcohol that can be just the right fix after a stressful day. You know, Woody, like a day after 10 crazies from Wisconsin come into town to kill a thousand wild boars, and you idiots end up killing a thousand shiner box at the same time. That's going to happen. <laughs> well, I know it is. And so I want to tell you about a product called Recess Mood. Mm. Think about it. Even the name sounds relaxing. Recess Mood is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. Now, while Jim is looking up the meaning of adaptogens, I'll continue on. Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at TakeArecess.com slash R-L-R-C. That's TakeArecess.com slash R-L-R-C. You can enjoy Recess Mood after a busy day or whatever you need to relax and unwind. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. Mm. Those sound yummy. Yeah. It's only got 20 calories, doesn't have any sugar in it. So I don't know if you've ever had guilt, Woody. But if you do, recess mood could help you get rid of it. Guilt, but I've had the pain of not having a recess. Okay, well, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C and get 15% off a recess mood sampler pack. It's your go-to alcohol replacement. All right. We're going to tell you about Shannon O'Connor. Shannon O'Connor, who's 48 years old, is charged with 39 felonies after allegedly watching teenagers have sex in her California home. Uh, the alleged victims of Shannon O'Connor, who is also known as Party Mom, allegedly hosted alcohol-fueled sex parties where she watched her teen guests have sex with each other, and a judge has been implored to give her the maximum sentence if she pleads guilty. Now, O'Connor appeared in Santa Clara County Superior Court on Friday for a hearing where the judge heard impact statements from 15 teens and parents. They spoke emotionally about how starting in 2020 through the spring of 2021, O'Connor allegedly hosted parties for her teenage son and his friends, facilitating and watching their sex acts, some of which were non-consensual. Uh, one victim was quoted as saying, the woman tore my life apart. She said uh, she had suffered and had to deal with the reputation of being the girl that got raped and will live her high school years with that cloud over her. O'Connor allegedly encouraged sex acts among the teens 
whose age at the time ranged from 13 to 16 years old. She's charged with 39 counts, including felony child abuse, sexual assault, and providing alcohol to minors for hosting the parties, which she allegedly attempted to keep secret. If convicted on all 39 charges, she faces a maximum of 20 years in prison. She has pled not guilty. Now, her attorney asked the court what sentence she would receive if she were to plead guilty. Uh, and her attorneys are requesting the sentence be eight years or less. But on Friday, some of her alleged victims and parents asked the judge to give her, obviously, the maximum sentence. She's been behind bars without bail for more than a year since her arrest while awaiting trial. The teens and their parents told the court how O'Connor allegedly lured them into her home through wild parties, uh, through social media, and her two teenage sons. O'Connor allegedly allowed her teenage party guests to drink and have sex. She allegedly asked the teens to keep quiet about it. Uh, and to lie to their parents about it. O'Connor bought vodka and fireball whiskey. Uh-oh, fireball. Uh, yeah, right. they're already in trouble. Provided right. condoms and discouraged the teens from telling their parents about the parties or calling for help when one of them passed out in their own vomit. In some uh, cases, O'Connor would Snapchat or text teens to leave their homes in the middle of the night and go drink at her home later in 2021 she moved to ohio and was arrested there in october of 2021 when she allegedly held a sleepover for 12 underage teens on multiple occasions she allegedly urged intoxicated minors into sexual situations even watching and laughing as a drunk teen sexually battered a young girl in bed during a New Year's Eve party. In another case, O'Connor allegedly brought an intoxicated male teen into a bedroom where a drunk 14-year-old girl was lying in bed. After her alleged assault, authorities say the girl asked O'Connor, why did you leave me in there with him? Like, why did you do that? Like, you knew what he was going to do to me. O'Connor allegedly threw the parties without the knowledge of her now-estranged husband, who... Apparently, the only one with a brain in that family has since filed for divorce. He must have been gone a lot to have missed all of these all of these parties. Yeah. She didn't charge admission to these parties, right? She this, yeah. these were freebies. I mean, she's just absolutely uh, uh, sick uh, and getting off on watching teenagers have sex. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't Crazy. doesn't say she participated herself. So she didn't. She didn't. She. She got him drunk, let people get raped. I mean, look, if anybody deserves the maximum sentence, it's this chick right right here. He deserves it 20 all day long. What a twisted sick guy. But she's going to get to watch probably a slightly different kind of sex where she's going. Yeah, Yeah, she's going to get to watch close-ups. Front row seat. Right. Because even in prison, women... Prisoners hate other women and allow kids to be raped. It's crazy. All right, y'all, I'm going to take you to New Hampshire. A 22-year-old woman accused of driving the wrong direction on a New Hampshire interstate before state police were forced to deflate her tires, flashed a smile, and two 
peace signs and her mugshot before she bailed out and was released from custody on Sunday. Shaiva Stelly, 22, of Manchester, was arrested for reckless conduct with a deadly weapon, disobeying a police officer, reckless operation, and driving while intoxicated. At approximately 2 a.m., New Hampshire State Police received several reports of a wrong-way driver traveling northbound in the southbound lane. A short time later, the trooper located the vehicle. The trooper successfully deflated all four tires using a spike strip as the vehicle passed by. However, Cristelli continued traveling on the wrong side of the interstate, flat tires, and was eventually stopped by the police. Just another mile and a half down the road. Cristelli was bailed out and released for the suit to appear in court in May. You know, so, only, only in... New Hampshire, can you drive the wrong way down an interstate for miles and never see another car? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, maybe she's uh, she's given the the uh, uh, the peace signs and smiling in at, in her booking photo because she knows she's lucky to be alive. And we're so definitely going to upload that picture to the Facebook because it is. I mean, she's literally like got the peace signs up. You well, know. they say yeah, I think cool. what did the license plate say? Live free or die. Yeah. For New Hampshire, live yeah. free or die, right? Yeah. So she was living yeah, free wow. and she almost died. That's right. And she must be a lifer if she's flashing those peace signs. I, I, I was about to say she's giving bad, <laughs> bad names to our peace signs. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. Lucky she didn't kill anybody and lucky she didn't kill herself. Okay, folks, we're going to go to the state of Colorado where Letitia Stotch is on trial charged with the first-degree murder of her 11-year-old stepson, <sighs> Gannon Stotch. This is back in, in 2020. This occurred. You might remember this case. It got a lot of attention at the time, and her trial just got started last week. Um, jurors are hearing evidence now of an interview between the FBI and uh, Letitia Stotch, the Colorado woman, during that interview, she's confronted with evidence allegedly revealing she knew more about her 11-year-old stepson's disappearance than she initially claimed. Jurors heard a five-hour uh, recorded uh, session, recorded interrogation uh, by the FBI agent Jonathan Grusing, who questioned the accused stepmom at the Myrtle Beach Police Department in South Carolina shortly after her arrest. So this uh, the questioning happened in South Carolina, but uh, uh, but this is uh, Colorado, um, uh, just outside of Colorado Springs, where uh, where this occurred during the interrogation. Grusing hints. He has a hunch that Stalch is uh, withholding information. At one point, he tells her about an Internet search uh, that he was able to obtain from her phone, which allegedly included phrases such as, quote, I don't like my stepson and, quote, blood spurting from arterial bleed, according to the outlet. Uh, about two weeks later, on March 17th of that year, Gannon Staunch's remains were found in the state of Florida. So we're going traveling all around the country here. Uh, Stotch 39 is currently on trial in Colorado Springs, where she's charged with first-degree murder in connection with Gannon's death. According to the arrest affidavit, Stotch reported Gannon missing on January 27th, the day prosecutors alleged she killed the boy. Evidence recovered from the residence and inside of Gannon's bedroom supports that a violent event occurred in that bedroom. 
There was blood, uh, blood spatter on the walls, enough blood loss to stain the mattress, soak through the carpet, the carpet pad, and to even stain the uh, concrete flooring below his bed. So there's no doubt that uh, uh, that that's the uh, that, that's the location where the, the death took place. She's pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. That came from the Denver Post. During opening statements, the DA, Michael Allen, claimed that she stabbed Gannon 18 times and then shot him three more times. He said during the, the trial that he would prove she was sane when she committed the killing. Stotch's defense attorney, Will Cook, claimed she was sexually abused as a child, which caused her to develop dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. But Allen countered, quote, the defendant took very deliberate action. She decided to hide her crimes from the world. According to the online court records, Gannon's father, Eugene Albert Stotch, filed for divorce back in March 2020, so immediately after the crimes, the trial is expected to last between six and eight weeks, and this one might get pretty uh, pretty juicy here. Yeah, that is absolutely. A, that's absolutely insane. That's Eighteen cool. stabs and three oh, shots just so to awful. make sure. Awful. Yeah. Well, hopefully, justice will be served. That's right. That's right, and we'll keep y'all updated on that now. A Nevada doctor is dead after her husband allegedly stabbed her to death for going out with a friend and having too much to drink. On Saturday, April 15th, Shiva Gummy, 33, of Las Vegas, called 911 to say he had stabbed himself. I want to die, but I'm not dying, he said. When the 911 dispatcher asked where his wife was, he replied, next to me. The dispatcher asked if his wife could help stem the bleeding from his stab wounds, and he said, no, she's dead. Police raced to the man's home where they found the body of his wife, Gwendolyn Amasarella, 28, dead inside the bedroom. She was pronounced dead at the scene. They found a large, bloody knife on the floor next to the couple. While the couple has no history of domestic abuse, a witness said that Gummy was upset with his wife who had gone out the night before his wife who just graduated from UNLV's Kirk Kirkoyan school of medicine in 2022 had returned home at 9 PM. He was upset with Gwendolyn after she spent the night at a friend's house and got intoxicated after a night of drinking. Police said in the report gummy was taken to a local hospital where he was listed in critical condition. As police continue to investigate, Armacella's family and friends are mourning her loss. Was that wow. some kind of religious thing? It, I don't. I don't know. I guess he showed her. I think they're, what do you mean religious? Well, he was pissed because she went out and got drunk. Well, there's okay. So, but there's the. I mean, these sound like they were up, up, up until that point. There was never any kind of domestic dispute or anything like that. She's uh, right. becoming a, a, a doctor. Mm -hmm. They sound like they're very respectable people. And she goes out drinking one night with a friend. And I'm sure there's more to it. Kills her and Harry yeah. carries himself. Uh, it, it just sounds like maybe they're that, that it's a, some kind of a, a deeply religious thing where uh, alcohol was never, it sounds like something like that. I mean, that's maybe a cultural thing yeah. or, or something. 
Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I guess he showed her, right? That's right. The boss was, right? Whatever. Oh, it's time, Woody Everton. Right. Time for Kinky Crime for May 1st, 2023. Today, y'all, we are bringing you the rare, unsolved, kinky crime. An unsolved kinky crime? We might have to get on this one, y'all. Y'all know how we like to solve crimes on real life. That's right. But police in Virginia, and this kind of ties back into our kinky crime from last week. Police in Virginia are hoping more victims can step forward and shed light on an odd rash of shoe theft taking place since March in Norfolk, Virginia. Police began receiving reports from women whose shoes had been removed from their porches overnight. There have been over 20 documented incidents, but police believe there are more victims, possibly in other jurisdictions. The missing shoes were returned to the fortress within a few days with something extra in them that police were calling biological evidence. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Norfolk police confirmed the unwanted substance is not fecal in nature. We had an incident where one house had the same thing happen twice, <laughs> we said. <laughs> and that's cool. when we started looking more seriously. Anyone in front information that's contact Norfolk City. Now that's kinky. Wait, 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 wait. That's kinky. I, I, what yeah. what was the substance found in the um, biological sure, a biological sure. substance? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm sure Use it's a, your imagination, bunch, Michael. It's a half of a bunch of unborn babies. Right? Oh, <laughs> but here's the deal. How many people how many females are leaving their shoes out at night? I mean, can I mean Apparently, ever 20. This person, <laughs> right? This person uh, has a thing about dipping uh, in shoes and, and putting them back. I mean, well, you know, I, my I wife know. walks the dog or whatever, and she'll, she'll, she has like a pair of uh, flip flops out there by the front door that she kicks on to go walk the dog, and, and she'll kick them All back right. off, you know, uh, yeah, when she goes back that. in the house. I get that. I mean, I leave my hunting suits and stuff outside. Yeah. But, you know, I have my mowing shoes I'll leave outside. Yeah, my dad told me when I was young, every time you go put your boots on, you shake them out for snakes and spiders. But I guess females need to start shaking out their shoes. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, I don't know that the shake is the right thing to do to get to get rid of what they got to get rid of. But... I, I didn't want to say lick it. But, uh, but, I mean, wipe it out, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> There you have it. <laughs> Can't beat those kinky crimes. <laughs> they get better and better every week, Woody. God, I'm trying to come. I think I just threw up in my mouth. Right. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, folks, I got to rinse this down. Just Was that after you're licking your shoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where? Where was that? That was nowhere near here, right? That was Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah. Okay, so good. I don't have to worry about where my <laughs> wife's shoes are tonight. Okay. Oh, uh, Here's a just a crazy cold case. Um, really, really crazy cold case. So this involves a woman by the name of Sheila Keen Warren. 
She's 59, and she's accused of dressing up as a clown to kill her alleged lover's wife, 40-year-old Marlene Warren, way back in May of 1990, according to Florida authorities. After an investigation that lasted nearly three decades, Sheila Keen Warren, who was dubbed, quote, killer clown by the media, has pleaded guilty to the 1990 murder of her rumored lover's wife. That is such an overuse of that dubbing because there was a killer clown we all are familiar with named John Wayne Gacy already. How dare they use the same term? Please continue. You can file your complaint with the state of Florida. This was 1990. (laughs) Two killer clowns. Does this predate? uh, Yeah. Yeah, Gacy was back. Yeah, there. yeah, because I mean, Gacy, Gacy had seventy-seven bodies buried in his yard. Yeah, and under his house and in his yard. And, I mean, give Gacy. I mean, be a, original, Florida, right? <laughs> no, a, I, you know, I, I don't shit on right. your guys' stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great uh, story. I just noticed. Hey, the 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 kinky crime segment, the shoe nutter is what I'm gonna call him. The um the shoe nutter cold case. That's original. <laughs> the, the murder. The murder well, clown. Woody, um, you're a professional investigator. I'm a I'm a hack just trying to get along here. I you know the I'm sorry, I didn't know killer clown would be so offensive, and that was what did, the, did you make that up? That was what or, no, or, that was yeah. what the state of Florida dubbed her. Well, that, Florida well, woman dubbed the killer clown by the media. So blame the yeah. media in the state of Florida. Yeah. The media, the media needs to get original. We now That's return to our original programming. <laughs> Keen Warren, 59, pleaded guilty to second-degree murder on Tuesday as part of a plea agreement that was also approved by the family of 40-year-old Marlene Warren, the victim in the shooting. This according to the AP and CBS News. Warren was shot in the face in the doorway of her Florida home back in May of 1990, allegedly by Keen Warren, who authorities say was dressed up as a clown. Warren died shortly after. Keen Warren had been jailed since 2017 and was later extradited to Palm Beach County, where she was awaiting trial on a first-degree murder charge. She was taken into custody after authorities reopened the case in 2014 because of advances in DNA technology that allegedly linked her to the crime. Sheila Keen Warren has finally been forced to admit that she was the one who dressed as a clown and took the life of an innocent victim. She will be a convicted murderer for the rest of her days, was a quote by Palm Beach County State Attorney uh, Dave Arenberg, according to the AP, the plea agreement asks for a 12 year sentence rather than the probable life term she could have received if convicted in a jury trial, which would have begun in May. Keen Warren could be back on the streets in less than a year. There's a possibility. The state of Florida originally wanted to execute her, but now she is going home in just 10 months. While it was difficult to plead guilty to uh, a crime she did not commit. This is her attorney talking. It was kind of a no-brainer when there is a guarantee that you will be home with your family shortly. So Ehrenberg, uh, uh, the DA, countered the attorney's statement saying Keenwarn will spend a minimum of two years behind bars. So they're sort of arguing about what the minimum time she's going to get. The 1990 slaying also took place in front of Warren's then 21-year-old son, Joseph Ahrens, who confronted his mother's alleged killer, via video in court this week. The only thing I want to say is, all through this trial, I didn't see any remorse, according to Aaron's. God be with her, was his final statement. So, um, 
This is a, a case that went cold for almost 30 years but was reopened in 2014 uh, because of advances in DNA technology that ultimately led to the September 2017 arrest in Abingdon, Virginia, where she was going by the name Debbie and living with Michael Warren, Warren's widower. So she was living up until the time of her arrest with the widower of the woman she allegedly shot and mm. killed. Crazy. Crazy. So I guess the, the clown outfit really worked because <laughs> they said the kid was there when she did it and he couldn't identify her. Yeah, the clown outfit worked at the time and the whole thing kind of worked until uh, you and Jim destroyed the uh, the, the name that <laughs> she, can't the, have that that she name. was going by. So yeah. I don't know what there she's going is. to do now. We're going to have to go to the Florida media and get her a, yeah, how do they? a new nickname, retroactive uh, I mean, uh, 33 years. Yeah, uh, specifically, um, she's only getting two years. Well, that's Did the I minimum. That's the minimum in this plea agreement. That's the minimum amount of time she could uh, serve. Well, according to the DA, if she gets two years, that's that's stupid crazy. I mean, uh, I want to go commit felonies in that jurisdiction. Absolutely. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here comes. They stole what? Well, they stole what? They stole what? From May 1, 2023. In 2005, a 3,000-pound copper bell and its accompanying hand-carved wooden frame, checking in at 12 feet tall combined, went missing from a Buddhist temple in Tacoma, Washington. The theft had to have been premeditated because, well, how do you get away with a bell that weighs more than a ton without putting a little all into it, right? right. Um, the steps after were well less planned. And a man came across the bell when he bought a storage unit in an auction in nearby Pulleyop the next year. He was approached by another man who said all the stuff in the unit belonged to him and offered to buy it back for more than $500. Now, y'all, this guy's name was Robert L. Hunter. But anyway, the man declined, and he returned the bell to the temple, then told a state fish and wildlife officer about the interaction. Police arrested Hunter in 2008 and found in his possession. Uh, this is this list is long as a senior y'all. So they found in his possession nine guns, some of them stolen, as well as six stolen cars, two stolen tow trucks. Now that's original. A stolen tractor, two stolen flatbed trucks, new car engines and wooden crates. Some eagle talons, and that's bullets, y'all. In eagle's head, and more. Yeah, shit, that might have been actual talons. Because <laughs> well, he had a head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's been busy stealing. Not so much getting rid of things they stole. The the more expensive or important an object is, the harder it is to sell. Marinella says 
criminals who steal objects don't necessarily have a plan B. They think they're going to quickly sell something, and they realize the market for stolen objects is pretty small. Kind of like the insects last week, y'all. But uh, criminals will take whatever they can get from something, and when they realize there's a limited number of buyers, the objects could trade on the black market for a fraction of their true value, maybe 10 to 15%. Well, they should have took the copper bell down to the local melting shop. Where was he storing all that stuff? In a, in storage a, a, a unit. Storage unit. That's so a, he's stealing everything. That's not a storage unit. That's a storage facility. Unit. I mean, right, right. I mean, yeah, hey, that sucker was a collector. I've never heard of anybody stealing tape. <laughs> I've never heard of a storage unit big enough to hide a, a oh, tow truck. You know what? I think you're right, Jim. Oh, they stole what? Crazy. Wow. Crazy, crazy thieves in this world. Give me some banjos. Here it comes. <laughs> I see Mike dancing a jig every time. It's I am. Up. I mean, I just, I can't get it he out loves of my head. That. I walk around all day with those banjos <laughs> in my head. So here is your dumb criminal segment for May 1st. Two burglars in Atlanta, Georgia, were rifling through an apartment when they were disturbed by police. So they jumped out the window with a stash of jewelry that they were in the process of stealing. Soon afterwards, the police picked up the two men because they were acting suspiciously. I don't know. (laughs) Unfortunately, folks, they didn't give us any information about how they were acting suspiciously. But while they were in custody, one of the men became ill, so ill that he needed to be hospitalized. They took him to the hospital emergency he was immediately given x-rays, and guess what? He had a gerbil? <laughs> no, no. He, they, he wasn't robbing gerbils from the house, Woody. Uh, I'm the, in a gerbil with the ring. The yeah. x-rays showed two rings, a pendant, and a necklace, all of which he had swallowed in haste when the police, when the police, when the police showed up at the home. And so after a swift surgery to remove those items, the apartment owner identified the items and police did the rest. Another dumb criminal locked up for another dumb crime. Crazy. I tell you, I tell you what, he has a better gag reflex than me. (laughs) Swallowing rings and necklaces and all that. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Banjo. I love that one too. Yes, yes. Uh oh. You know what that brings us to? Give me that crime time. This day in true crime history. And we're going to bring you back to 1931. A warrant was issued for gangster Al Capone over the murder of Mike DePike Hitler from a rival gang by detectives in Chicago. How about that? Way back in 1931, Capone didn't do his own didn't do his own murder. Well, they issued a warrant. Look, I'm not going to argue with the text. Didn't they watch until? Well, he did use the bad and untouchables. There's hey, there's no gangs in uh, in Chicago. That's which Al always said. Yeah, that's right. Well, I thought you said, but you were going to say Al Capone. The warrant came out. Al Capone murdered Mike Agavino. No. One of his people. My, <laughs> one of his people. 
All right. And we're going to. My, my father was two. The only other people uh, were on a boat trying to uh, cross the Atlantic. 1936. How about this? J. Edgar Hoover arrests the last of Ma Barker's boys, Alvin Carpus. We did a little Ma, Ma Barker story we for you. The shootout in Ocala. Yeah. So. Did he, did he, I'm sorry, guys. No, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was going to say the, uh, the J. Edgar Hoover sees uh, Ma Barker's clothes and her underwear and shit. <laughs> I think it's at the something. Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And yeah, in, in 2001, a more serious uh, deal here, the, the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing took place. Thomas E. Blanton Jr. became the second ex-Ku Klux Klansman to be convicted in the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing by members of the KKK in Birmingham, Alabama. The bombing of the African-American church resulted in the deaths of four girls. I remember that horrible story, and that happened on this day, May 1st. All right. We got some apps to well, talk about. Don't we have I'm an app? hungry. I'm hungry, I'm hungry as well. But we're going to talk about the app and then get into the sponsorship. Okay. okay. Well, well, the app is a real-life, real-crime community app. You can go there, y'all, or go to the app store, download it free. It has everything real-life, real-crime, from real-life, real-crime original to real-life, real-crime daily. Uh, we've been posting about Bloody, Bloody Angola. Bloody Angola. Yep. Bloody Angola. Uh, uh and that is growing exponentially. It, it had just go check it out. It's a lot of fun stuff. Um, it really is. You know what I like most about that app? I what? I really like the quizzes and stuff like that that it has. Yeah, yeah. They have you can earn you coins can play, and all that, or whatever y'all call it. Prison, prison biscuits is what they call it now. Yep. Uh, and, he, and you get so many of those, you get something. I don't know what yep. it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot of really, really cool stuff. We you know, have case updates and, um, mm-hmm. of course, all these pictures and everything. I don't know if we're going to have any pictures of the shoe nutters, shoot victims, the, um, the shoes you left on the porch from this episode. But <laughs> it, it has, if we can it find some, we'll get them to you. <laughs> you can see, you can see your business. Yeah. Uh, but right. anyway, it's a, it's a great thing. Y'all, it's a great tool and resource. And we're going there and answering everybody first. All right, um, before I'm doing it, before I go to any other social media. Perfect, perfect. Yep, love. Well, Mondays are my uh, HelloFresh order day, and so I will be going online to uh, make my selections here in about an hour or so. You Exciting know, thing to do on Mondays. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Mike, I had a, a uh, friend of mine call me. She used the code. This past weekend, yep. and actually, she told me she got uh, food for uh, four servings. She mm-hmm. got three different days, and it was like fifty something dollars with that code. That wow. is an and unbelievable deal. Fifty percent off and free shipping. Yeah, get in on it, folks. Them's good vittles. Them's good vittles. Good. Yeah, That's and you know what? It's more than just meals now, y'all. They have. A- and snacks and, and seasonal things. Oh, and all that too. yeah. The pecan pie. Right. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You hey. went for a pecan pie? 
They yeah, had, yeah, yeah, in their individual serving size pecan pies. And yep. uh, they're, I'm telling you, it'll light your toes on okay, fire. I'm, a, I'm a big pecan pie guy. I'm going pecan pie today. Well, you, the, hey, y'all go check it out um, at HelloFresh. And it's kind of like food porn and all the stuff that they have. And you, you'll find yourself stuck in there. But when you get ready to order, use code RLRC50. That's 5-0, y'all. And get 50% off in your first box ships. And don't forget about Shopify. Our friends at Shopify. Yep. Uh, yep. Look, can't make it any easier for you to sell whatever it is you want to sell online. Like. Whether you know whether it's uh, swag for your podcast, maybe, if you're another podcaster. Right. Or if it's, uh, you know, you're selling sunflower seeds. You can sell right. them on Anything. Shopify anything because they have you know all the resources to help you do all stuff in business um that you don't want to do so you can concentrate on what you do want to do if it's sunflower seeds or whatever and we've been using it for years and now bloody and gold is even using it and it just takes the guesswork out of running your own small business that's right and you can go to uh shopify.com slash rlrc all lowercase and get a dollar for an entire month of shopify wow and our latest sponsor tito's bail bonds really (laughs) yeah okay maybe 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 tito's bail bonds is not with (laughs) that was uh was it the bad news bears we're uh yeah Yeah. tito's bail bonds was the uh, sponsor i don't know if tito's still in business but if he is hey we hope y'all are having a great monday we love bringing you this show please remember to uh look if you're not on the facebook page yet get on there because a lot of the stuff we talk about that's where we post the pictures and keep you updated and all those sorts of things so and and you're gonna love the artwork uh when Jim Chapman posts about these episodes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I chuckle every time I see <laughs> We try to think out, outside the box on those. So right. until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. Um, what do you have? And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Peace. Show business.